This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. First London and now Paris. That is just today's tally of terror attacks. Shortly after 10 o'clock this morning, our time, a driver deliberately rammed a police van at the Champs-Élysées roundabout in Paris. That's just 250 yards from the presidential palace. And hours earlier, just after midnight in London, a van rammed into a group of pedestrians near the Finsbury Park mosque. The driver is said to have yelled, I want to kill all Muslims. One person died at the scene, as you heard in Bob's News, not entirely clear. That was the result of the accident. Nine wounded bystanders managed to wrestle the attacker, and police have a 48-year-old man in custody. They're treating this as a terrorist incident. It looks like a mounting cycle of violence was this attack, some kind of twisted retaliation for other incidents perpetrated by Islamic extremists. And was the Paris attack another round of revenge? Obviously, we need more facts. I would like to hear from you your take on this. Maybe you have plans of traveling to Europe this summer. Does this play into them? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, I am in studio with Ross McLean, security and terrorism expert. Hi, Ross. How are you? Good today. Busy today. Busy day. Yep. Um, So uh, what's your take on this so far? We don't have that much information. Well, I I think what we're seeing here is certainly a trend. Today we've seen a bit of a a small explosion, if you will. Maybe that's a bad term of terrorist acts that are going on. But we have this uh, this incident happening at the mosque where the people were run over. We had, uh, it's not too widely known yet, but a few hours later than that, there was a man who was arrested outside of a UK army base not far away with knives and machetes. He was arrested. The counterterrorism police are investigating that. We don't have many details on that. And we just have this... uh, a car drive into a police vehicle in the Champs-Élysées, blows up apparently when it runs into it. The police uh, go out, engage the person. He was armed, and as we understand now, he's dead, so that's still being developed. So we've got a real problem, I think, going on with this uh, with this chain of terrorism events uh, living. And I think that the people uh, all over are getting pretty frustrated at how leadership is dealing or, or choosing not to deal with this. Um it's it's hard to understand how uh, leadership is at fault in London. Uh, apparently, police responded in less than a minute. Uh, what more could they do? Again, you know, the, the uptick in, in the use of a, a car, a vehicle, a regular vehicle as a weapon, uh, you know, what do you do? Yeah, no, the police were right on scene there. As you say, they were on Listen, that's a very important part of London where that mosque is. It's not far from a major stadium. It's a busy place. There's police around there, I suspect, posted all the time. But what I suspect is that we're going to find that the person responsible for this, they're feeling that the police, the military, are not being led correctly to deal with the terrorism threat. You're hearing 
And look, this is me talking as what I would tell someone as a security expert. I'm not talking as a politician. Otherwise, I'd say things like this. It's an equivalency. You're all bad. We shouldn't do this. Everybody calm down. Anybody who does anything wrong, they'll be charged. We'll deal with them. That's what's bothering people is there's a lot of uh, waffling going on by leadership from Elizabeth May and certainly to the London mayor. And I think that this is what's creating – You mean Theresa May. uh, Theresa May, yeah. I keep on getting that with Elizabeth, but Theresa May, yeah. Not much similarity. (laughs) Yeah, not not, not at all. But she's certainly having her problems with this, the way that she's dealing with it. So I think the people are tired of seeing what's going on. And if the people start to lose enough confidence in their public institutions that are there to protect the people, that's why we have them, that's why we pay for them, that's why we support them. I think you're going to see this situation deteriorate more and more. Well, you have the anger factor. Now, one of the things, when it is uh, Islamic terrorists, there are a lot of people always say, well, it's a mental health issue. But uh, on the other side as well, it's possible that it's a mental health issue, this guy who plowed. I mean, but it, though it was clearly deliberate. It was clear that somebody was targeting Muslims. Generally speaking, and I say this about all crime, uh, not just terrorism, but people who resort to violence usually do have a, a sort of a low mental threshold for the most part about how to deal with their problems. They can't find any other way to deal with them, and the go-to thing is violence. So, you know, you can say that that is, when does that become a mental health problem? I mean, certainly there's a, there's a spectrum there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were also mentioning that uh, a few days ago we had a report, yet another report that uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, the so-called caliph, the head of ISIS, has been killed. No confirmation of that, but you think that this is, might be somehow related? Yeah, I think there may be something to that. The Russians have put out that they believe that they have killed him, and it was over. It took a week for that to come out. A part of the reason for that is it's very hard to do battlefield identification in these areas where these leaders are to be able to get in and say for certain. However, it's been said that al-Baghdadi uh, was taken out and was killed, and I think that's a fairly significant step if that's what happened because he claims to have a, a go back in the bloodline all the way to Muhammad, and that makes him the leader of the whole caliph and the state and the whole thing. So it's a very, he's a very important person behind a lot of the drive for what's driving ISIS. And one of the changes we've seen over the last 15 years or so is you've seen that the uh, WEP wars and fighting has gone to targeting leadership. That's where you've seen the rise of special operations. You've seen snipers. You've seen special targets to take out leadership because what they found out, it's much more effective to send in one special squad, take out leadership, than it is to send in battalions and battle cruisers and uh, troops and everything else like that. So maybe there's a problem going on with the leadership uh, inside of uh, ISIS. Okay, I am here with Ross McLean, a security and terrorism expert. We are talking about the terror that is happening in Europe. We had just a couple of hours ago an incident on the Champs-Élysées in Paris where somebody drove a van deliberately into a police van. That person is now dead. Uh, It appears to be a case of another case of someone trying to use the vehicle as uh, a weapon. And uh, before that, just hours before, after midnight London time, a man drove a white van into a crowd of people coming out of Ramadan prayers in the Finsbury Park area of London. like to know your take. What do you make of this? Do you see this as a mounting cycle of violence? Do you think the politicians there are somehow to blame or that they're not handling this the right way? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740.
740-4740. And Ross, would you say that there is another way that this should be dealt with? Well, I think, yeah, I think that there's going to, it's going to take some real strong leadership. And I don't think we're seeing that leadership because I think it's too political. And I just want to add one more in there. There was just one other one potential terrorist event that took place this morning, too, that's on what's been on our list at Paddington Station in the UK. There was video of a man who attacked police and yelled, Alu Akbar. And he was reportedly armed with a weapon. Looks like a machete on the video. Someone else says it's a piece of an iron piece of an offense. That person's been arrested. We haven't heard that that's been confirmed as terrorism yet. So that's just another one. But yeah, I, I think what we're looking at here is what I'm seeing from the leadership you know, the mayor of London and uh, Theresa May, is they're talking about, oh, well, this is terrible. There's a, a, you know, it all started when he hit me back. This strikes me as the sort of leadership you see, and everybody can relate to this as, a, as either a kid or an employee. Someone else does something bad to you. You go into the boss or the, your parents that complain about it, and they say, well, listen, I don't want to sort it out between the two of you. You, you both stop this, or you're both going to your rooms, or you're both going to get dealt with sort of thing. And what you're doing in that case is you're actually rewarding the aggressor because mm-hmm. the aggressor is getting away with it. And what we're seeing here is, I think, with a lot of what's going on with the ISIS and the attacks, they're sort of making an equivalency of this, uh, Libby. And, and I think that's the wrong way to go. You have to deal with the problem causers, not the people who are responding to the problem causers, unless they're doing it in a way that happens to be criminal. Well, uh, clearly, uh, if, if, uh, if you're... If you're categorizing the the guy in the van as as a response, well, that's clearly clearly criminal. Clearly criminal. criminal. But but once again, let, let's get you know let's look at the terminology here. And we've saw we just saw this in the U.S. Let's look at the U.S. We just had an attempted mass assassination of U.S. Congress people by someone armed with a fully automatic weapon and a handgun. Who, if the police hadn't been there, could have killed 15 members of Congress. Exactly. Sitting ducks, right? And part of what's going on there is the rhetoric that's going on around this. And as we know, one man's uh, or one person's terrorism could be another person's act of heroism for doing something. So we're seeing this. I haven't heard that. Oh, oh, listen, the Palestinians and the Israelis are going through it all the time. Oh, no, 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 but I mean regarding the, uh, the attack at the baseball game. No. Well, some people are saying that it's a hero that the guy did this. We're seeing follow-ups from some people saying that, no, this, uh, this congressman who's lying in hospital, uh, critically wounded, uh, was racist. One, there's one person on MSNBC saying that for doing it, almost giving a moral justification to the person doing the shooting. So we have to be very careful of how we label things. I think the politicians are too quick to label I'll call you a terrorist for, for doing it, and I'll call you a terrorist for responding to it, and I'll make them both the same. It's not both the same. So we've got to be very careful about the language. As I say, I'm not a politician, but I can sure recognize when politicians are, are talking. I've protected enough of them. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't know about it. I mean, that gets into uh, labeling according to your political views. Let's go to the phones. We've got Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? Um, well, all of this going on in the world, I don't think anybody's too uh, um, restful. It's pretty uh, horrible. But I do agree with Ross uh, McLean that, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. You know, one, two people being negative, it's, no one gets anywhere. Because that senator was accused of being racist, they're going to shoot him. You can't, you can't do that. You can't go around killing people for their opinions. Well, no kidding. You can't do that. That's it's. This is a horrible state of affairs. People all join in. It's it's like same with the little children or personal experiences that I've had. People are real cowards. They all uh, 
join in with the big, the one that's the biggest, the most brazen one. And that's wrong, you know. Instead of being good to each other for the children's sake and all these terrorists, it's pure fear that, that motivates them. They're so fearful, and the way they've been treated in the past, I think if everybody, just because someone is new or different, it's like when they come to this country, it's it's like when my family, my little brother was 12 and I was 13 when we came here to Toronto uh, from Cape Breton. We were Canadians. Our dad was a war hero, but people treated us. It was just horrible what my mom had to deal with. We were treated just uh, called new goofy newfies and... Uh, Blue noses laughed at our accents, and, and we were Canadian. So, I mean, people should be kinder to uh, people who feel that insecure that they have to uh, kill and bomb and do everything. I don't think the politicians are handling this well at all. Okay, Dorothy, thanks for your call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, well, I, I don't think... Uh, I can't say that I agree that reacting to, to violence with kindness is, is a good solution, though... Um, you know, I think in the first instance, not of violence, but yeah. of uh, people being maltreated, like she said, someone being yeah. called a name, someone being treated unequally. I think absolutely forgiveness, uh, dealing with people with kindness, understanding the problem, sitting people down, talking to them. But if you have someone who is committed to your death, to your annihilation, yeah. they say it and they've done it in the past. I'm sorry. I'm not talking to you about this. I'm going to deal with you first and then we'll move on from it. And that's what's really required here. We're not seeing that sort of leadership. And uh, it's getting awful scary. Look, we just had that battleship uh, that was hit in the, in the, by the U.S. battleship mm-hmm. run into by a carrier. We don't know how that happened yet. Let me tell you, it's got, got my spidey sense going. You just do not get near a battle carrier without them knowing why you're going to be there. We just had the U.S. shot down a Russian jet in Syria. We had, uh, we had the Russians say today that they are no longer going to uh, uh, communicate with the coalition, and they said that they're going to target coalition jets that cross a certain uh, geographical boundary. They said that we're going to consider them targets. That's happening today as all of this is going on. Iran just filed, fired a ballistic missile into the Middle East in support of, ta- of uh, fighting uh, to preserve Syria. So we've got a lot of action going on right now. Uh, there'd be just a lot of action. Yeah, and a lot of it is is uh, very scary action. Um what do you think could be done to to sort of cool the number of these you know these these kinds of this I won't call it a smaller attack but you know there's 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 not anything that we can do on the ground um, in terms of you know Russia and military action but what do you think we could do to just you know uh, maybe try to put a little bit of a the brakes on on all of these you know people taking matters into their own hands? Well, I think we're going to have to see at a few different levels. Uh, in the media, we're going to have to see people in the media, who they have on and some of the broadcasters watching their rhetoric, you know, when they're doing their news. I mean, you here on this station do a great job, and I've heard your announcement on it, of we're going to give you the news, and we're not going to opinion it up all over the place and try and push you somewhere. We're just going to try and give you the facts as we understand them. But you don't see that with a lot of the media. You see them ginning up it, getting people upset, and you see the same thing going on with the leadership 
not doing their job. I mean, we discussed with you before we came on air, they just had the Al-Quds parade uh, going through London, and that's where they were holding up what people are calling a terrorist flag, the Hezbollah flag, which is uh, designed for the genocide and the, and the removal of Israel. It's and a the London, terrorist organization. And the mayor of London, though, he said, well, I'm not going to stop it. Sorry, they have videotape of people complaining to the police officers. How come they're flying that terrorist flag? And the police say, sorry, we're not going to deal with it. So if you're not going to deal with that, this is where it's going to lead to, and I, I'm not saying this to suggest this is the way it should go. You're going to see people taking it into their own hands. That's what you're going to see. And look, as I said, when I talk about this, I talk about it as a security person. If we had issues here that I had a client in Toronto where I felt they had threats against them, that the police aren't going to respond or they're not going to look after them, I tell them they have to look after it themselves. They're going to have to spend the money or take the steps to protect themselves. You can't count on the police coming on this one. And that's where we're going to get, if the leadership doesn't start showing leadership on this. And I don't think we're really seeing it, Libby. My opinion. Okay. Tough stuff. Let's go to Jane in Burlington. Hi, Jane. Hi. You're on the air. Okay. Um, I'm not really into all this sort of uh, terrorist thing, but but I agree that um, they've got to do something uh, at the source. And these people over in these countries have been fighting with each other for thousands of years. And I think when we started to interfere over there, that's when it started to uh, come back on us. And uh, I just, I, I don't have... He started feeling... to interfere a long time ago, hundreds of years ago. So there you go. Sorry? The West started to interfere hundreds of yeah. years ago. Yeah. So and, that's and not a new story it's, either. It's getting worse and worse and worse. So... So I don't know what the solution is uh, about going to the source. Well, obviously, these terror attacks are only going to get worse. And is there any way to control them? You just can't you can't have your eye on all these people, um, you know, that are that are planning these attacks. You know, essentially, I mean, if uh, let's say uh, uh, ISIS was shipping over cruise missiles uh, by a parcel post and ships uh-huh. to go into land in a different country so they could uh-huh. set them off somewhere. We'd surely put a stop to that right away. But uh-huh. it is the absolute truth that ISIS uses humans as suicide yeah. bombs and missiles, yeah. and they do it smiling and gladly. Without yeah. they, they do it with a smile on their face. They have parties and they celebrate it. You know, yeah, after I they do it. Like so and par- sometimes they force little children to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've but seen you that. Know what people are going to die anyway. Well. So you know, why not go in and get rid of them? I know innocent people will die, but in, in, in World War One and Two, innocent people died. But it was something that had to be done, and they didn't have all these reporters running around in, in tanks, you know, um, because I think they're afraid that, oh, they'll hurt this one or that one. Well, no, they had reporters. Uh, re- they had units of reporters in World War Two. Yeah, Jane. but nowhere near what it is now. Thanks for your call. Um, yeah, so uh, we are uh, running out of time on this. Uh, Ross, what would you like to leave us with? I, I think people just have to keep their eye on it. I think they have to understand what's going on. I think they have to learn to choose their leaders and their news sources carefully. And I think they do need to, if they feel strongly about something, get an email out to your representative and say, I've got a problem with this. I want to see this handled. Believe it or not, and you know this a little bit, Libby, at some point it does start to weigh on the 
representatives that we got to maybe bend this another way for doing something. Uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I feel so sorry for the loss of innocent life in the UK. The people who they've been scraping off of the pavements over there, uh, the people who burned in that, uh, that tower, we still don't know what the cause of that one yet, is yet. And I tell you, I'm a little bit suspicious about that as well. You're suspicious about that too. Well, they say that it's uh, the, that it was a fire trap and it was the material. But yeah, anyway... But, how it started and how whether or not someone had entrances blocked and some other things, we'll have to find out. I mean, all I'm saying is I, it's terrible we see this. So I think that people have to voice their concerns, get educated about it, and ask the leadership to start taking a leadership position on it. And this problem is coming more and more over here. So we might as well start dealing with it now as opposed to waiting until it gets too bad. Okay. Ross McLean, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.